Hey, it's your old friend Dave, uh, Mr. Southeast Iowa Johnson from the uh, Round Guy Radio here. And uh, we're going to get you all the scores that, that happened last night. But before that, we want to thank all of our sponsors. Helma uh, Ford of Sigourney, Iowa, Washington Discount Tires. Helena Hayes uh, running uh, for uh, house seat in uh, Sigourney, uh, Oskaloosa, Northern Jefferson County District, uh, all of Keokuk County. She's uh, asking for your vote. She supports high school football beyond beautiful benches of Richland, Iowa. Get in there and buy your bench. Find your Facebook page and message me. We'll get you something sent out. Smithburg Auto of Fairfield, Iowa, two locations to serve you better. You need a car called David. Elsie's uh, Kitchen.net of Coppic, Iowa. Man, do they have good food over there. Just go onto their website and check it out. They'll send you all the dry ingredients. They have some of the best mix for dips. Uh, we had a party the other night. Uh, we mixed up some uh, uh, bacon, lettuce, and tomato dip. Oh, it was the it was a hit of the party. Anyway, also uh, we want to mention from Wayland, Iowa, author John Bain has written a book, Christie's Journey. The beat goes on. You can, he has a Facebook page called Christie's Journey. The beat goes on. You can buy it anywhere books are sold or online. Uh, and uh, Jefferson County Real Estate, uh, Jeff Alexander has been a big supporter of helping us bring you scores. So uh, if you get a chance, uh, check out any of these businesses. And also, uh, if do me a favor, if you need any pressure washing, uh, uh, there's a new pressure washing business in Richland. Uh, he's a coach from uh, uh, the Peak and Panther. I think it's called uh, Patrick's Power Washing. Thanks. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and it's time for this week with Matt Meek. Welcome to the program, Matt. Good morning. Well, it's uh, it, we uh, I brought Scotty Melvin on with us because uh, you have a very special guest. Uh, 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 Scotty, are you excited about this guest? Yes, I am. Uh, I'm excited to talk football all the time. So, uh, good morning, special guest. Good morning, Matt. All right. Well, Matt, introduce this uh, young man that you brought with us. I'm assuming our special guest is uh, one of my seven-on-seven quarterbacks through this uh, last season. Um, the kid's off to a wonderful start. Um, college coaches have already started taking a, uh, some attention to him, and I look for that to build on. We've got Liberty High quarterback Graham Beckham with us today. Yeah, that, that is a really a pleasure. Thank you for being with us, Graham. Can you say hello? Hey. Well, uh, listen, uh, uh, I'm going to ask you three questions. Scotty's going to ask you three questions. So here's the first question. You know, uh, Scotty and I were there at Kinnick Stadium, and uh, your performance there that night will be uh, etched in our minds for forever. Uh, you played quarterback on, on, you know, what I thought was the highest level I've ever seen a high school quarterback play. Your decision-making, your touch, your accuracy, your uh, maneuverability, uh, your improvisational skills uh, were well on display, and uh, I thought you were really playing at at, uh, at, a, at a level above high school. And uh, it was a joy to watch you. But my question is, what was it like to to come through that tunnel in front of ten thousand people and play at Kinnick Stadium? Uh, I think it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Uh, growing up, like twenty minutes from Kinnick and going to a ton of games as a kid, and even before playing there and as being in high school and a freshman and sophomore even went to games. And then knowing that to take my first varsity start on a college field at a stadium that, you know, I've always 
kind of gone to and seen games and always be a cool thing to go out there and play. And then especially in front of 10,000 fans and the whole community kind of coming together for something that doesn't happen very often. Well, Scott, go ahead. Good morning, Graham. How are you? Morning. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Not too bad. I'm always always excited to speak some football with uh, with my fellow colleagues and some players, uh, which we don't get to do very often. So uh, the first thing I want to know, I, I got to know your coach a little bit. I lived in Washington here in southeast Iowa for the last five years or so, and uh, James Harris would come into the Y and lift about the same time I lifted uh, a lot of times during the during the year and uh, chat with him a little bit. And He's uh, one of my favorite coaches that we have in the area. Now we've lost him, and he's up there at Iowa City Liberty with you. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what it's like to play for Coach Harris? Uh, I think he knows his stuff, you know, uh, kind of starting in the weight room. He really pushes us and everything. And, uh, you know, I've seen myself get stronger while he's been there. And then also on the football side, he's brought in some amazing coaches. And it's just fun being around him. He brings some energy that everybody needs sometimes when they're flat. And he just, you know, gets us going. That, that's that's the James Harris I know, so I appreciate that. <laughs> well, uh, let me ask you this: uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, you were having a great game up in Dubuque, but they rallied uh, uh, and made a last-minute drive to uh, win the game in the final play of the game. Uh, and you you uh, kind of did that this week against North Scott. Did you learn? Did you learn anything from from what uh, the, what happened in Dubuque? that you were able to apply against North Scott this week? Um, I think a little bit was just like staying focused, knowing that uh, we were able to play with them and that really against North Scott, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot a couple times in the first half and then coming back in the second half and limiting those penalties really helped us score those touchdowns and at the end beat them. Okay, go ahead, Scott. So you're sitting next to uh, Coach Meek there from the uh, Gators 7-on-7 team. Um, I'm curious to know for, for you guys, like the quarterbacks and the skill players that you, you play with in the summer, you know, how important do you think it is for, for uh, players that want to develop uh, their game more and maybe even have an eye toward playing in college or whatever to spend that time in the summer uh, working with something such as the 7-on-7 squad? Uh, I think it helps a lot of things. The biggest thing probably is just getting your arm ready. You know, it sits a lot in the winter when you're playing other sports and stuff like that. So getting your arm ready before your high school season starts is a big thing. And then also kind of getting your name out there, especially when you kind of go different places. And even playing when we played in Kansas City, you know, people outside the state can see you compared to when you're playing high school, it's just inside the state. So 7-on-7 seven seven just gives you a chance to – Put yourself out there and also get your arm ready and see what you got before the high school season starts. Well, this is your, you're, you're a junior, I think, and this is your first uh, uh, foray as a starting uh, varsity quarterback. Um, uh, you, you see, you, your schedule is, is brutal and you're playing some of the best defenses every week. And uh, uh, does it bring out the best in you in the, as a quarterback to play uh, some of the highest quality uh, uh, players? You got Division One uh, uh, defensive ability going against you every week. Uh, uh, to talk about some of the some of the teams, some of the challenges, and, and uh, uh, how how that makes you even a better quarterback. Uh, I think it kind of starts on our side of the ball. You know, 
we know that we got some dudes on our team that can make some plays and stuff like that. And just having the mentality that we're going to go out there and do our best and not worry about what they have on their side of the ball um, kind of just lets us, you know, do our thing. And, you know, when you play a tough defense, you always uh, question who's going to make this player, who's going to hit you the hardest. But, you know, when you kind of just embrace it and then kind of just be in the moment, you know, it kind of goes away and you just focus on doing your team's thing and not really worry about what the other team's doing. Playing your game. I like it. I like it. And I see you doing that, doing what you guys do. Uh, you, you seem to kind of go out there like a machine and just do whatever it is that your team does well, uh, regardless of the score or the situation of the game. You just got to play your game. I think that's smart. And, and I'm sure that uh, Coach Meeks has helped you. Well, Scott, what else you got for him? Well, first, I want to make uh, just, a, just a comment, um, compliment towards you, Graham, because I've watched a lot of football in Iowa since I came to Iowa in the 90s. And whenever I see a special talent come around, I tend to get out and try to watch them. I love watching live football, and I love watching the kids develop and, and grow as players and, and, and people and, and see how they, uh, you know, go on into college and do the same thing, continue that. But uh, I've seen James Vandenberg in person years ago. I've seen Jesse Ertz out of, out of Mediapolis and went on to Kansas State and start there. Um, and your performance that we saw at Kinnick was right up there with him. And I just wanted to get that out there and let you know that, uh, you know, we really enjoyed it and we look forward to watching you play more. My question is, do you play any other sports uh, besides football? And uh, how important do you think it is to, to do that to, to help you with your, your football season? Um, so I actually played basketball. I used to play baseball, but after, uh, my freshman year, I quit cause I, uh, had some arm problems and it kind of restricted me from my season. So now mm -hmm. it's uh, just football and basketball. I think it's kind of just staying active. Uh, obviously football is a big part of my life. So, you know, I still try and focus on football, but being mm -hmm. able to play basketball, it's a different group of guys. So you kind of connect with everybody in your school that are playing those sports. And then on the side, you can still do all your football stuff because basketball doesn't go all night. You know, if it goes practice till six, you can still maybe go to the field or something with the guys and throw the yeah. football. So I think the biggest part is just staying active and having something to do and not just sitting around. Well, Matt Meeks, you've been awfully quiet for a show called This Week with Matt Meek. <laughs> uh, we want you to jump back in there. Uh, 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 he's been giving us the Iowa City kind of scores and some other games that he's been around, but he's going to add a little Cedar Rapids into the the mix because we've been had so we just we've grown. I think we've grown six hundred listeners there in the last couple of weeks uh, in Cedar Rapids. So I know they're they're listening, uh, especially listening to you, Matt. Uh, well, what what game was you at this week? And and Graham, if if you uh, uh, got a comment on a game or a team or something, go ahead and jump in there. You too, Scotty. All right. Um, I was locked and loaded at the Battle of the Boo last night with City High and Iowa City West. Um, I thought that would be a, a pretty high-scoring game with both teams having um, pretty good offenses. Um, but it turned into a, a City High show. Um, two consecutive years now, 49-0. Um, City High controlled that game from the very beginning, and West's offense never got going. Um, quarterback Drew Larson from City High. Um, threw a touchdown, ran for a touchdown, caught a touchdown pass. Um, he had 250-plus yards last night. Um, one of our guys, uh, Achille Maddox, kid I preached and preached about college coaches, still he had two more touchdowns last night. Um, 
he's at Iowa State on a visit today. Um, so that game, uh, you know, this week as a city high person, this week's kind of been hard. Um, a lot has been said about the staff, um, the players and, st- and such. And last night the boys just went out and uh, they played the game of football. Um, they beat their biggest rivalry uh, last night and uh, moved forward. So it was, uh, it was a good night for the east side of Iowa City um, last night. Well, uh, Graham, have you played both of those teams? Uh, no, we've only played uh, City High this year. What, what's your impressions of their team? And uh, uh, I know they're still they, after they got the ship straightened out quite quickly after your game, and uh, they're having a pretty good season. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I kind of saw City as a decent team. You know, obviously we beat them at Kinnick, and then they kind of built it back up. But I thought they were. West and City. I haven't watched a ton of them since we played City. I kind of seen clips here and there, but I thought they were both decent teams. And you know, City kind of showed them who who was the better team. Well, Scott, you got any questions about that game? Um, well, Matt, you were there, and and I expected the same thing you did. I I finally made it to the uh, Battle for the Boot game is like four years ago. My son's a senior at City, and he was a freshman. <laughs> playing in the marching band and I finally got to see the game and it uh, was lopsided the other way. Uh, City High put up a good fight actually, but uh, yeah, I told you that's when Marcus Morgan was at West and, and uh, the things went West way that year. But uh, last night uh, that, that had to have been a dominating performance. Um, it looked like the, uh, the passing game was way too much for West and, and what went wrong for West on their offense where they, they weren't able to put any points on the board. You know, um, and I don't know what West offensive line, how young they are. They were their their quarterback's a pretty good quarterback too, and you didn't have time to eat and throw. And, and you know, even when you're a passing offense, you get down twenty-one zero real quick like that. It, it's just hard to come back from. You know, City mm-hmm. City scored on two trick plays: one where their receiver threw the ball back to their quarterback, and one where Ben Keeter threw the ball. Um, like a, they, they, they gave him a sweep and he threw it um, to one of the receivers. Just the right play call at the right time. And I don't know. It just West could never get going. Um, you know, City blitzes a lot, and, and some teams can block and scheme against that, and and some teams can't. Uh, mm-hmm. I would I would say Jack Walsh, the quarterback from West, is um, he's not a, the most mobile quarterback, so that probably played a role in last night's game. He's a great pocket passer, but when you're getting blitzed and seven guys are coming at you or whatever, extra linebackers and such, uh, you got to be able to throw on the run. And last night was one of those things where he just couldn't set his feet. Um, and, 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 you know, in the second half, we got drizzle uh, here both in the in the City High game and the Liberty game. And balls get wet, and it's, it's hard to throw the football when the ball's wet. So, um, yeah. And they never really got a good running – you know, they've got a good running back in uh, in the Honoré kid. His dad, Carlos, played at Iowa. and. Uh, Again, when you're down 28 points, you really—I think it was 28 or 35 at halftime. Really hard to uh, run your way to to score 30 some points, you know. I mean, sure. that's, that's hard. Yeah, it was surprising though. That's that's all I have to say about that score. Okay. Well, what else you got for us, Matt? Well, I think the next one I want to talk about uh, surprise, probably to both of you guys, but West Branch keeps the train rolling. Um, uh, Minneapolis came in, the score ended up being 35 to 13. I believe it was Minneapolis scored on the opening kickoff 
and uh, that was about it. Um, Andy Henson, the running back from West Branch, had another 164 yards and four touchdown performance. Um, every week we hear that the next team they play is going to be the team that's going to get them, and, and next week will be a good, another good test. They play against uh, Noel DeLong and uh, that team out of Durant, but oh, yeah. uh, West Branch just keeps winning. Well, uh, that seems like the toughest uh, um, conference about in the state, isn't it? What do you think about that, Scott? Yeah, we talked about that earlier. As far as 1A football goes, I, I, I said it this morning. I think that district that West Branch is in, and I think they will win it, is the toughest single district in all classes in the state of Iowa. That's my opinion. Yeah, well, Meepo uh, is a great team, and they beat a great team. That's all you can say. You know what I mean? They they, they got a, a good, nice home win on uh, homecoming day and uh, hats off. And uh, I hope Meepo can get back and regroup and uh, 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 get back to it next week, I guess. That's all there is to it. They're, they're still having a great season. So, uh, Graham, did you have any comments on that game or you know anybody about on those teams? Um, the former Liberty uh, quarterback now goes there, but honestly, I've haven't really watched a ton of what West Branch has done other than, you know, beat every team they've played so far. <laughs> that's, that, that's the short way to sum it up, I guess. Well, what else you got for us there, Matt? Well, we didn't, we didn't really get a chance. I mean, we talked to Graham, but we didn't really talk about the, uh, the final score with that Liberty North Scott game. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about um, the conferences being hard. Well, we're in that, we're in that season right now where everybody's in conference and, you know, you may get some stinkers every once in a while, but every week is is playing against another hard team. Last night, everybody played against North Scott. Uh, I believe North Scott was champions in the state in 2020. Always a perennial good program. There's no rebuilding. It's just reloading and going. And uh, Graham talked a little bit earlier last night, but they Liberty ended up coming back and beating North Scott. Um, 2016 last night, they were down um, 9-0 at halftime last night. So. Um, you know, you need games like last night and games like in the Western debut game for Liberty to, to build a great season. Everybody loves to go undefeated, but sometimes those losses definitely definitely change your your the way you think about the season and what you need to work on to prepare for the end of the season, the playoffs, um, and all those things. So last night, uh, Liberty ended up winning 2016. If I remember correctly or read correctly, Graham was 12 of 19, had 202 yards passing. Um, as usual, did well with his feet. Um, so that was uh, another game that uh, I tried to keep contact with as soon as the city game got out of control. I was constantly trying to look at Ryan Merkin uh, and, and seeing what the score was up there at Liberty. Well, Graham, you had a pretty good uh, bird's eye view for that game. You got any thoughts on this one? Um, uh, let's see here. <laughs> um, you know, getting shut out, shut out in uh, the first half, you know, it kind of sets a different tone to come out in the second half and really pick your heads up and, you know, come out there fired up. It's hard. So, you know, we kind of started off slow, and then at halftime uh, we kind of were like, hey, we're still in this. We shot ourselves in the first half. So if we don't do that, you know, we can come back in the second half and, you know, really show them that we're able to move the ball against them, you know, go up and down the field. And we scored, and then we kind of kept the momentum the rest of the game you know, came out on top. Well, Scotty, uh, it sounds like they made some some adjustments at, at halftime. Uh, uh, you're familiar with Coach Harris. Is is that something that uh, he's good at, uh, making adjustments? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's 
I would say yes. I would say him and uh, the staffs that he puts together are good at that. I saw that a lot in Washington, and, and he had you know a, a boatload of talent down here in the in the three A um, field of things. And uh, yeah, I saw that a lot in the last several years. Um, you know, and that and that's something that uh, you know every team like you, you guys were saying you're going to have to do that. You're, you've got playoff hopes. You've got hopes of maybe getting to the dome, things like that. Um, you need games where maybe uh, somebody punches you in the mouth or whatever, and you've got to make that halftime adjustment, not get down, not doubt any of that stuff and come out firing. And that. last night we saw that big time uh, with Liberty and uh, Graham, you guys, uh, you, you killed it in the second half. I was on the edge of my seat watching on Twitter, of course, <laughs> but that's what I had down here. So it was, it was really fun to and exciting to watch that, that unfold as well as uh, our Columbus Wildcats or the little school down here did the same thing over there on Deacon. So, those are those are good uh, experiences for for teams that have you know playoff hopes. Hey Matt, uh, before we move on to another game, is there a way our listeners can follow Liberty football through uh, YouTube streaming through the radio? What, what do you know? Any opportunities or Graham, if you know, jump in and let us know. Um, so YouTube, I believe it's Bolt Vision, uh, just how it sounds. Um, and then like I don't think we really have like updates wise like through twitter except you can follow our ad mike morrison i think it's like liberty underscore ad something like that it's mike morrison and then i think that's really it through liberty and then obviously other reporters that come to the games well that's that's great our listeners will be real interested in that well what else you got matt um last night uh the team that they caught liberty a couple weeks ago western dubuque keeps uh Keeps rolling, you know. They started out, if I remember correctly, either zero and two or zero and three, and and since then have won quite a few consecutive games. Last night they beat Marion, forty-two to seven. Um, Grant, one of our running backs, Grant Glauser, ran for another hundred and seventy-four yards, three touchdowns. I believe that's two fifty, two hundred, and one hundred seventy-four the last uh, three games. You know, I think I've, I I laughed a little bit about this. But the state of Iowa's got some great, great running backs. And if you were to put a top 10 list together, I'm not sure you could evenly put a, a top 10 list in all classes because there's a lot of kids that are hitting that 200-yard mark every every Friday night. And, uh, you know, as somebody who likes to throw the ball, sometimes it can be hard to see. But, yeah, there, there's some kids, some real good running backs in this state that are putting off some numbers. Yeah, um, within uh, 30, 40 miles of uh, Columbus Junction, I mean, of Muscatine. You know, right. there's right. an amazing amount of running backs, isn't there, Scott? Yeah, uh, it's an embarrassment of riches. I keep using that term today, but it, it just fits. Well, what what else we got? Um, so last night, um, Xavier played at Cedar Rapids, Washington. Xavier shut out Cedar Rapids, Washington, thirty-eight to zero. Um, I didn't get any any statistics from any of the individual players, but that is Coach Schulte's two hundred win at Cedar Rapids, Xavier. Um, you talk about a broken record. They just keep winning. They just keep doing things the right way. and They're going to be there at the end of the season, just like they've been for the last however many years. Um, that, was a, that, was a, that was a good win for Xavier. Um, also, Cedar Rapids, Kennedy ended up playing Dubuque Hempstead last night. They beat them 38-0. Kennedy's defense has only allowed one touchdown in the last four games. Um, so, uh, Defense wins championships, and Kennedy uh, right now um, is the highest-ranked Eastern Iowa team in Class 5A. Um, 
we'll see how that continues the rest of the season. But one touchdown in four games is pretty dang good. Yeah, I would agree. Well, Graham, do you got any uh, thoughts on those two games? Um, all I know really is Xavier uh, beat North Scott 17-0. So, you know, they were trying to come back for, you know, not revenge, but they wanted a win after getting shut out by Xavier the previous week. Well, Scott, you got anything? Well, I'd like to point out uh, those are some major players there in 4A. You got Liberty, North Scott, Xavier. Um, I look to see them making all of them making deep playoff runs, and it's going to be fun to watch. Um, I don't know about you, Matt, but I think Kennedy, I, I feel like they're flying under the radar a little bit over here, even on this side of the state. Um, they're undefeated, aren't they? Yeah, they are. You know, and, and it's nothing against the Kennedy program. I, I know a few of their kids. Mm-hmm. The same thing. They were they were ten and zero last year and ran into the playoffs, um, ran into city that second round and got beat. Yeah. So yeah. I like Xavier. Like the beat goes on, the expectations are an undefeated season, um, which is wonderful. But then when it gets to the playoffs, you got to keep going. They they're they're yeah. again in the rebuild. Um, they've just got some good kids. Um, they've got a pretty good little uh, quarterback that's pretty shifty um, that we played against a couple seven on seven tournaments. So. Uh, okay. They just keep doing their thing, uh, you know. I, I we'll see what happens towards the end of the season of the playoffs. I'm not sure what their schedule has left either, to be honest mm. with you. I don't either. I know, I just know that when I when I listen to the the one podcast that talks five A, you know, they they mainly talk about the, the the schools over in Des Moines area, of course, rightfully so. But over here on the eastern side, you, you do hear about City High, some of course. And you hear about uh, Pleasant Valley, but I just I don't hear much about Kennedy. And here they are, you know, like you said, not giving up any points. They're undefeated. You know, we's see how it goes. Yeah, Pleasant Valley's got a heck of a defense, from what I've been told. So it'll be interesting. Um, City High plays them in a couple weeks. Um, okay. It'll be interesting to see how, how see them in person. Yeah. Well, what else we got? Um, last night, Mount Vernon, this was kind of a surprise to me. I got a couple kids from Ben that played with us. Mount Vernon beat Benton 47-0. to I don't know what Mount Vernon's uh, expectations as a team were before the season started, but so I think them beating Solon really kind of got them going Ooh. in the right direction, and, and now they're just kind of going. Like, I, I, you know, I know that was a big rivalry, and, and sometimes uh, one team just plays better than the other, but it seems like Mount Vernon is really built off that win against Solon that, uh, a couple weeks ago. Well, uh, Graham, you got any thoughts on that one? Uh, I'd say no. I don't really. Uh, <laughs> well, that's okay. Some of them we know and some we don't. Uh, what about you, Scott? Well, I, I just have to piggyback on what Matt said. I, I didn't know much about Mount Vernon. You know, they're not in our little uh, area of the cornfields here. Um, I do know about them and that, that Highway 1 battle that they have with Solon every year, and it's huge. And they won it every year, and, and what, Solon beat them like 19 years in a row until this season. And they apparently have used that to some kind of springboard to being a juggernaut from the way it looks. They looked uh, to be getting markedly better by the week uh, based on the opponents that they're playing and the scores of the games. I don't know. I don't know what else to think about them. They look uh, very strong. Well, do you got another one? Um, I've got one more from Central Iowa, kind of a personal one. Uh... Both coaches uh, from these teams uh, played with me up at Co. Uh, so kind of a, a, a fun battle between them. I'm sure after the game, some laughs were had. Um, but Carlisle beat Bondurant for our Bondurant for our is another high-ranked team in Class Three. I believe they were third or fourth. 
Um, they took a loss last night to Carlisle 36-20. Um, you talk about one of the best running backs all around athletes in the state. Um, Bonnerant's got a kid, Titus Crumb, that's being recruited by Iowa and Wisconsin pretty heavily. Um, he's been having two 250, 300-yard games just like a lot of the other running backs. And I think last night they kind of shut him down a little bit. Um, so that that's the only other score I've got around here or back home, I should say. All right. Well, is there anything else before we wrap it up? I I don't have anything. Um, another week, another – you know, now, now it feels like fall. Uh, we got to wear sweatshirts and, and maybe some some jeans to actual games now, and, and maybe even a stocking cap. Uh, got to be ready for weather, rain, all those things. Uh, we are now what week five, week six? Yeah, we're it, there's only three weeks left. We so it's it's moving. Playoff time will be here before we know it. Like I said, now people are starting to get in the the heart of their schedule. The teams they play every year that know their offense, know their defense, balls bounce, drop, bounce different ways, and plays get made, and, and uh, it's it's going to get fun over the next couple weeks. Well, we got 30 seconds left uh, uh, for a popcorn report. You got a popcorn report? Oh, the popcorn report from Iowa to the West last night. You know, I'm just going to say that was probably the first time I actually got the popcorn completely hot. It just came out of the popcorn machine. <laughs> I can't complain about that. I, I don't. I can't rate the actual popcorn. It was just that it was hot. And that, most times you don't get it coming right right out of it uh, out of the machine. It's usually sat there for a half hour, forty five minutes before to get it. So, well, this has been this week with uh, Matt and Meek. Uh, even the popcorn was good, as well as everything else. The weather was a little uh, uh, challenging, but it kind of made for a for a nice. Uh, fun night we had a great great week uh he gave us the iowa city scores uh thank you so much graham for being with us thank you for having me oh it was a delight scotty melvin let me ask you something i don't think i'm going too far out on a limb here by saying this is one of the best uh uh high school football uh chats we've ever had isn't it yeah i think so it's it's always the more the merrier and it's always good to get someone who plays involved too I, it'd be fun to do that some more well, keep your eyes out uh, for some more Liberty football as this young man uh, may be one of the, the, the best Iowa high school quarterbacks we, uh, we've ever seen. Thanks for being with us, everybody. Thank you. Thanks.